Speaker, the President of the United States. President Biden's State of the Union address with Russia's war on Ukraine, topic one. The war intensifies and as the casualties pile up, Vladimir Putin claims it's all going according to plan. And disturbing news on climate change, perhaps the most alarming report yet. I'm Paul Brandis. You're listening to West Wing Reports from Washington. It's Friday, March 4th. Vladimir Putin's comment that the war, in his mind at least, was going well, came in a 90-minute phone call with French President Emmanuel Macron. A French report says the call was, quote, not so friendly. Putin intends to stick with the war. And when the call was over, Macron let it be known that the worst was yet to come. It's already horrific, of course, death raining down on Ukraine's cities, with schools and apartment buildings hit, the sound of that explosion from a CBS News crew, which also spoke with a grief-stricken man whose wife was killed. I hope that my wife was dead fast, that in this moment my wife in heaven. Of course, casualty counts are impossible to verify. Ukraine says more than 2,000 civilians have been killed. As for troop deaths, Russia admits it has lost more than 500, but Ukraine says the true number of Russian deaths are at least 7,000, while the Pentagon here says the number is probably somewhere in between. This is called the fog of war, by the way. We'll never know the actual numbers. What we do know is that the war is now in its second week and appears to be getting worse with no end for now in sight. privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. Ukraine took the first 11 minutes of this year's State of the Union address by President Biden, a huge chunk of time on a topic that has reshaped discussions about national security, the economy, energy policy, and the Biden presidency itself. The president spoke of how NATO, the North Atlantic Military Alliance, now seems more united than it has been in decades. The United States is a member, along with 29 other nations. It matters. American diplomacy matters. American resolve matters. Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated and totally unprovoked. He rejected repeated, repeated efforts at diplomacy. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. He thought he could divide us at home in this chamber and this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared. 
extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas to, from America to the Asian and African continents to confront Putin. Like many of you, I spent countless hours unifying our European allies. We shared with the world in advance what we knew Putin was planning and precisely how we would try to falsify and justify his aggression. We countered Russia's lies with the truth. And now, now that he's acted, the three free world is holding him accountable, along with 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as countries like the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, even Switzerland, are inflicting pain on Russia and supporting the people of Ukraine. Putin is now isolated from the world more than he has ever been. And that's not all. Germany announced a big boost in defense spending and rolled out plans to move away from being dependent on Russian energy. There's also talk now that Finland and Sweden might join NATO and together the U.S. and its allies lowered a swift and harsh hammer on the Russian economy. All this has angered Putin. He even put his nuclear forces on alert, a scary throwback to the darkest days of the Cold War. The Russians also attacked and seized a nuclear power plant in Ukraine, said to provide that country with about a quarter of its electricity. The result of the vote is as follows. In favor, 141. Against, 5. Abstentions, 35. At the United Nations meantime, a vote to condemn the Russian invasion was overwhelming. Just five countries voted to support Putin, including pariah states like North Korea, Syria, and the puppet state of Belarus. An overwhelming vote indeed, but two major countries abstained from voting, China and India. The Western world is united and firmly opposes the Russians, but China and India could be economic lifelines to keep the Putin regime afloat. China is already buying more oil from Russia than from Saudi Arabia, for example, and will also likely buy whatever natural gas that Russia can no longer sell to the West. So where do we go from here? Putin remains defiant, and his foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, said he's willing to talk any time with Ukrainian officials. That prompted this response from one Ukrainian lawmaker. Fuck you, Lavrov. Gotta love that guy. That kind of defiance, and the Russians think they're going to win the war? The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. 
There was more to the State of the Union than the war, of course. The economy has been growing rapidly and job creation has been at all-time highs, but inflation is the worst in decades. President Biden acknowledges this pain, and in the days after his speech, oil prices hit triple digits, food, housing, everything's up. Biden said the pandemic is easing, though, and as things get back to normal, that will help the economy. And he hasn't given up on his Build Back Better plan, but look for it to be packaged in smaller pieces that he hopes will have a better chance of getting passed. The president's approval, meantime, in both aggregate polls, Real Clear Politics and 538, puts his approval at just over 41 percent. It's a sign that the Democrats are likely to lose the House, possibly the Senate as well, in the November midterms. If you've ever been in a hurricane, that's what they can sound like, a frightening sound. Future storms could be even more intense. Just one part of a big new global report on climate change, which says things are getting worse faster than the world is adapting. And buckle up, the report predicts the world will be sicker, hungrier, poorer, gloomier, and way more dangerous in the next two decades. More heat, more storms more flooding in some areas, more drought in others. What a gloomy week this has been, but there have been some bright spots on the jobs front here in the U.S. 678,000 jobs added to the economy in February, 7.5 million over the past 13 months, by the way, the unemployment rate dropping to 3.8%. Wages over the past year are up 5.1%. Now let's hear about another evergreen podcast, one I know you'll enjoy. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. As we wrap up this difficult week, I want to take you back to 1983. Something happened in the first week of March that year that is suddenly quite relevant today. Because like other dictators before them, they're always making their final territorial demand. Some would have us accept them at their word and accommodate ourselves to their aggressive impulses. But if history teaches anything, it teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. That, of course, Ronald Reagan, and in one of his most famous speeches of his presidency, he referred to the Soviet Union as, quote, an evil empire. He said that communism was morally corrupt. The year before, he told the British Parliament that, quote, 
the march of freedom and democracy would leave the Soviet Union and what it stood for on the ash heap of history. And he was right. It's something to think about as we watch Russia now and its once and forever KGB man Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine and threaten the rest of us. Well, that's all for this week. Here's my email, by the way. pbrand is at evergreenpodcasts.com. I'd love to hear any questions or comments that you have. West Wing Reports is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to C-SPAN and CBS for the audio clips. Our producer, sound designer, and engineer, Noah Fouts. Executive producers, Michael DeAloya and Gerardo Orlando. I'm Paul Brandis in Washington. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.